Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. You know him from the Sloppy Boys and the Birthday Boys. It's Tim Kalpakis. Hi. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. I'm pumped to be here because there's nothing I like more than seeing that big orange ball go in that tall <laughs> orange hoop. Oh, baby. Uh, yeah. That's what I live for. Yeah. And we know that. And that's why we asked you to do it. Yeah. That's my whole uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you were very nice to say yes, but you were like, I don't know a ton about basketball. So that's okay. We have, a, we've had many guests on this show who are not experts and yeah, we, we are not experts. We've had guests that actively hate basketball. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like Caitlin. And, and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like we don't like, need that. It, it, it's, it, I don't actively hate it, but it does. It, I, I bump up against a lot because it's a blind spot for me. I just like my, my parents are from Montreal. So I grew up in like a hockey house and mm-hmm. then, and then I, I played baseball and football and just like basketball was, is just like fully the only time I've ever watched an entire basketball game is if I'm at a Clippers game or something like that because mm-hmm. somebody brought me. But then I feel like I, I'm a TV writer and there is like a lot of NBA talk uh, mm-hmm. in in the r- rooms that I'm just like, just have to sit there silently and, and drink coffee <laughs> and be like, yes. <laughs> you got to yes. Well, we could give you like some, just you like catchphrases to say. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, things give me some that, jargon. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, Steph Curry's really going to do a great job this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, can that Steph Curry shoot a ball? <laughs> he likey the ball. <laughs> he, he, oh, that, that rings true for me. He seems like he likey the, the ball. I mean, he's yeah. always yeah. touching it. Yeah, and um, then all the other writers in the room will be like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and, and <laughs> for some local flavor, you can be like, what about that LeBron, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's getting up there in age, but he can still dunk. Yeah, <laughs> I still want him on my team. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, got, uh, I've got a working theory that he's the GOAT, okay? <laughs> <laughs> See, you already got it. Yeah, we can just feed yeah. these things to you. <laughs> yeah. This is easy. I'll keep this earpiece in when I go to work next time. <laughs> Like quick guys. <laughs> um, I will say, going to games is a blast, uh, yeah. and uh, especially in LA. Um, I had I used to work for James L. Brooks at the, at the Simpsons. I was mm-hmm. a, a, like a production assistant, mm-hmm. so I would get to go. He has season tickets, and it's like courtside. So I would get to go and sit right up front, and it's like oh my Billy, Billy Crystal stopping by to <gasps> say hi, and it's a whole it's a whole scene, man. Wait, right. you got to sit literally courtside? Yeah, and it's kind of overwhelming oh my because God. they. Um, well, first off, I, I could order all the food and drinks I want, so that's where my brain was. Um, <laughs> it's free. It's well, when you're with a billionaire, uh, mm-hmm. it, I put it on his tab, and then because yeah, yeah. sometimes I used his seats, other times I went with him and didn't, <laughs> didn't talk to him, just sat just sat nice. next to him. I talked to his doctor. His, his he has like a famous doctor who I in one of the in. One of the Jackass movies, Johnny Knoxville gets stitches, and I was like, "Hey, it's Doctor Kipper." Uh, <laughs> and I remember like chatting with this. He's like a rich Beverly Hills doctor, and I like watched a game sitting next to him one time and had fun. But um, the players come by; they're like chalking up their hands and they come talk to you because they know you're paying like two thousand dollars a game, so they wow. like come say hi. It's amazing. That I'm so is, jealous right now. I know that's like our dream. <laughs> yeah. We've never sat courtside. So yeah, wasted someday. on me. I felt so stupid. Uh, no, but- I bet you were a 
a joy for Dr. Kipper to sit next to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, uh, my diagnosis, this dude is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at Dr. Kipper here. Oh, That's hello. Him. So I heard a theory that that <laughs> Dr. Kipper is Dr. Feelgood from the song. He's the doctor that makes you feel good. He's the, he's the, like m- maybe Dr. Kipper in the 80s was known for like giving, giving drugs? drugs to uh, rock stars and stuff oh like that. Oh my God. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm kind of into cool. him. He, Does, he was oh, a great he, guy. Oh, like wait. Him. He's Johnny Depp's doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's already bad <laughs> without even reading the story. Um, that's so do you, good. Do the sloppy boys have a doctor that makes you feel good? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we do have Dr. Itches, who is uh, Mike Hanford's allergist. Uh, when Mike was <laughs> allergic to uh, bee stings, he had to go to Dr. Itches for a while. Then, of course, Mike's dentist, do- Dr. Gasparian, gave him a root canal. <laughs> Um, me and me and Jeff don't really talk about our doctors too much, but we're pretty involved in Hanford's medical situation. How nice. many times did he get stung by a bee that he like multiple times? I don't even know that he ever got stung. <laughs> I know that when we first moved to LA, so we were like 22, maybe he like took a test that told him he was allergic mm. and there was a process of like six months and go- of going and getting regular shots. And oh, okay. I still think he carries an EpiPen around. So uh, he just that maybe, could be really dangerous. I mean, yeah, like we've all die. seen my girl. Yeah, we've yeah. all seen my girl. Yeah, <laughs> we've That's seen true. my girl. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it today. Yes. <laughs> Famous basketball movie, My Girl. <laughs> There's probably a scene in there. There must be. The basketball scene. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the movie. If you scrub through real slow, I'm sure you'll find a basketball Dan scene. Dan Aykroyd's hooping uh, it up. in the background somewhere. <laughs> So you have a song called Smashing Plates, mm-hmm. and you have a lyric in that song that includes Giannis Antetokounmpo's name. Mm-hmm. Was it hard writing that in there and singing it? Regularly? Yeah. Rhyming with it? <laughs> it was hard because, uh, I mean, luckily it's low stakes because Sloppy Boy's songs are allowed to suck. So it didn't, it didn't, <laughs> didn't work. But it's hard to get to. all those syllables in there. I'm kind of like... Yes, uh, it, it, I, I think I had like it. It should be Michael Jordan, you know. But I crammed it in. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I know very little about the guy. But when I heard there was someone called the Greek Freak, I was like, "This is my dude." Yeah, and, uh, and I follow him on Twitter, and it, it's it's so fun to see him be like, "Oh man, I just had a slush puppy." America's great. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's an absolute pleasure to follow yeah. online. Yeah. My dad is Greek, and I told him way back when like hey dad there's a a player called the greek freak and i've never seen him have so much greek pride (laughs) (laughs) as in that moment you don't get that you know i I, my greekness only comes out like it's only in relation to food like i'll Mm -hmm. eat lamb and be like yeah i'm greek (laughs) (laughs) so it's nice to have a new role model other than papa christo (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean not that many I mean, other than John Stamos, of course. Right. Not oh that God. many Greek uh, superstars, you know. Pete Sampras, I guess. Oh, yeah. Sampras. Yeah. Yeah, he's a handsome, handsome young man. <laughs> he's good at tennis, too. <laughs> and good at tennis. <laughs> so you have toured around with your band mm-hmm. and, you know, have had the 
the rock star lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and this is pretty similar to like how NBA players live. You know, you're always on the road. Yeah, yeah that's you know, me. <laughs> multiple families in different cities. Hotel rooms, yeah. you know, babes yeah. knocking on your door all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of like, I like every night I arrive like in a whole look. And, yes. And I put a lot of thought and then I change for, uh, you know, the show. It's it's a it's a whole thing. No, my our our tours are uh, <laughs> money-saving ventures, and there <laughs> there is no extravagance. It's a lot of um, us uh, sharing a, a, a like a studio apartment, Airbnb, and uh, splitting a pack of White Claw. Yeah. <laughs> That's so glamorous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it is pretty. This is name brand White Claw, so it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a cool. I, 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 every. It's crazy that athletes spend so much time on the road. So of course it's like private jets and fancy hotels and it's nice, but it's, it's kind of a weird deal you have to make to be an NBA player. And you're like, oh, I'm on the road for eight months or whatever. That kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think I would like it. I like being at home. I would get Mm -hmm. sick of it very fast. Yeah. Especially if you bought a giant mansion that you want to live in and you show it off like on cribs or whatever, and then you don't ever get to be there. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah, you just have to watch your own episode. Yeah. Think you, about how you, you watch your, your home. You're when in the you hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> just playing your own cribs, crying. <laughs> These so poor, sad. poor men. It is so sad what they go through. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should pity them. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, you know, you have a taste of the the lifestyle, which is. I'm, I'm out there. Yeah, you can you can empathize. Maybe. Have you? I, I'm sure you've done a live pod tour. No. We, we have not. We have not. We talked about it. We've only we've performed live in LA. Right. But it's not I, lucrative enough for us yet to do yeah. a tour. <laughs> I um, don't know who would show up. <laughs> people do. I, I it it fascinates me. I've never I guess I've been a guest on live podcasts, but the sloppy boys have never gotten we've ever done a live podcast, and even when we're invited to do shows. We just say like we assume it's so that we could play music mm-hmm. and 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 then we just bring our instruments and we like play a music show and then we goof try to goof around enough between songs so the people that hate our music uh, have something to laugh at. But <laughs> I'm still not sold on live podcasts because it's like I don't like to listen to them because they're playing to the crowd and it's slowed down mm-hmm. and I'm not there. But then I also if I go to them, it's going to be on my phone the next morning, so it's hard to justify. Uh, the, the expense, it, yeah, it's a strange phenomenon. But I shouldn't I be, I shouldn't be shit talking it because I'm probably <laughs> going to do it soon. You announce a new tour tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's fun. There's something fun about being part of a. I agree that like listening to it later, you're like, this feels like something's going on that like I'm not in on. But yeah, I like being at a at a live show. But I have been to some bad ones. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the show. If I'm being honest, like. I've been to some where I'm like, well, I probably didn't need to buy this ticket and could have just waited till it came out. But (laughs) then I've been to others where it's like super fun with the atmosphere of like everyone laughing together and Mm -hmm. like there's costumes or props or physical stuff that (laughs) happens. (laughs) I I get it for the connection with the other people is pretty intense because more really more than anything else you're going to like. When you're list- if you're really into a podcast, you're part of a little club, mm-hmm. and you know I like I did Doughboys or that oh uh, the Birthday Boys opened for Comedy Bang Bang uh, on a couple of tours, and I did there was a show in New York at Webster Hall where 
uh, Paul F. Tompkins did Werner Herzog or, or something like that, like some characters beloved. And like to see the people in the room, how excited they were for like, not, ju- not for Paul, but for Paul, like wearing the bald cap wig and doing that voice. And, and you could just feel like how every inside joke and every referencey callback thing was like, this meant so much to that room of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I hated it. I mean, I think he calls a hack. You thought <laughs> I was like, it this, sucks. This shit sucks. Yeah, this is nerd shit. Just screaming at the crowd. Stop laughing. <laughs> you must never listen to this. <laughs> our, our Grizzlies uh, Werner Herzog clip. That's always relevant. We played in the last episode too. Yeah, play it again. Dave. You must never listen to this. <laughs> I love Werner. I used to. He was on Me Fresh too. Air one time, mm-hmm. and I used to listen to that Fresh Air interview to like fall asleep at night because he has this like. <laughs> both him and Terry Gross have like amazing soothing voices. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can he, imagine that. I love Terry Gross's voice. Yeah. yeah. I should try that because I uh, my wife just got a white noise machine and we uh, we loved it and then it broke and then we got we couldn't find the same one and then the one we're using right now uh, sucks because it's like it's nature sounds but the loop is too short so like oh, no. I'll hear like it's like a, a a cricket and a bird and then the same cricket and the same bird and I <laughs> and it keeps me up all night. You're like not You're that like, I can same tell. fucking cricket. I need a new cricket. <laughs> just just any other cricket. I'll, I'll like Throw in an owl. Throw in like screech. <laughs> yeah, owl. some action. <laughs> Have you ever tried Calm? Uh, that the app, like the stories you listen to. I'm yes. not. Yeah, I like that too. But it's kind of similar in the fact that I can't listen to one story too much because then I'm like, well, I know this story, mm, and I'm like almost it. like paying attention too much because <laughs> it's so familiar. You're like saying it along with it. <laughs> yeah, because the whole point is to not get engaged uh, and just not care. Yeah. yeah. There's also a. Um, I can't. It, my brain doesn't work like that. It doesn't. I can't like not pay attention to what they're saying. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a a podcast called Sleepcast. Is that what it's called? I think so. And I used to love that too because it's just this guy with a monotonous voice recapping like old Doctor Who episodes and stuff. <laughs> and, or he'll just read, one time he read the um, Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. <laughs> and it it really helped me to fall asleep for a while, but then kind of same thing. I think I, I constantly need new stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't always listen to, I need to mix it up. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I should just learn to freaking meditate and then I'll be fine. But I just want someone to read me stories. It's funny that we don't. I Like everyone I know that meditates is just such a happy person, has their life all figured out. It's so funny <laughs> to choose. I've chosen to not <laughs> show any interest in that or pursue it or learn it. <laughs> and it's clearly the answer to life. Uh, yeah, like, I want it's so to be boring. You're just sitting around. <laughs> 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 I gotta be staring at a form of a screen in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Screens are always on. I feel like uh the like sleeping industry is like a huge industry now. <laughs> where it's mm. like yeah. no one can sleep, especially like right now, because it's all or in the pandemic. Everyone's stressed out. 
Yeah, I, I noticed all my targeted ads. I wake up every single night at four and then I look at my phone for an hour and then I fall back asleep at like five. Sometimes I can't fall back asleep, but like I'm always up during that hour. And it's funny that it's like just based on the time that I'm opening my phone, my targeted ads figured out like, hey, you shouldn't be looking at this phone right now. So all all of my ads are sleep stuff. And it, do- <laughs> it, it does feel like a gigantic industry right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if anyone listens to us to fall asleep, I highly doubt it because we're like annoying. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're cackling every 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we have good sleep voices. I don't know. No. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Let us know. Hi at Dunk.Town. Email us. <laughs> We want to know if we're so boring that you're falling asleep. But it's like not even because I feel like that interview with Werner Herzog is very interesting. Mm. But damn, if it ain't soothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I love listen. I'm gonna listen tonight. Yeah, you got to You got to hear it. So we ask all of our guests this. Let's say all NBA players want to kiss you. Who would mm-hmm. you kiss? Blake Griffin. Oh, really? Okay. okay. There was no hesitation in that. You were ready. <laughs> you have been thinking about this. I, I, in my mind, that's just like uh, uh, I know one fact about uh, <laughs> three <laughs> basketball players, and I'm like, I think he's the hot one. I feel like it's it's understood that he's the hot one. He's very hot. Yes, he that was around episode- UCB. I never met him, but he was mm-hmm. also like coming to like dropping in on on improv shows, and, yeah. and so I remember there being a buzz around the comedy scene, like, "Oh my God, Blake, Blake, Blake!" Yeah, <laughs> I saw. Him, I did see him do improv. I think twice, maybe, and he was. It was kind of annoying because he was actually like good at it. And like, oh, that sucks. You can just <laughs> jump in and like be funny. <laughs> on top of everything else you have, like it's just rude to the rest that, of us. That is not fair. Come <laughs> yeah. on, Blake. Yeah, he definitely some of had... us need this nerd <laughs> yeah. For some of us, it's all we have. <laughs> we're not we're not tall big boy. Uh, we're not big dunkers <laughs> with a you know hot bod. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's I mean, he's just naturally funny. Yeah. He was on an episode of Broad, Broad City, City that is so funny. Um, what did he do? I, I can't. I, I've he, seen every episode, but he went out with Ilana, and then they had the like most ridiculous sex scene of all. Time. Oh, Essentially, <laughs> she yes. looks at his dick and goes, "I that's too big. I can't have sex with that." <laughs> but there's other stuff that we can do, and they do all these really funny, like weird yes. positions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That's so fucking. <laughs> like funny. I think she rides him like a pony at yeah. one point. <laughs> <laughs> It's very fun. And it's cute that he like was down to do that. Yeah. For sure. But I wonder if he'll go towards comedy once his basketball career is over. It's clearly something that he's into. Yeah. I'm sure. I feel like if if you if you're if you retire and you're kind of making that choice of like, oh, am I a broadcast guy or like there's very, you know, few options. If you are one I, I he could have a you know, like the magic hour, the talk, the talk show that Magic Johnson had or whatever. <laughs> yes. Like any network would take a chance on him, even if it bombs. It's like, why would you not? He's such right. a, he's, everybody loves him. Right. God, we got to find old magic hour clips and <laughs> yeah. talk about those. Sometime. We should. I've never seen that. Neither have I, but. I, I remember watching an episode when it was on and, be, and being like, why does this exist? Like, who is this for? Because it's like movie stars coming in to just promote their movies. Yeah. And then 
a famous basketball player interviewing them and, and it's like this isn't the deal <laughs> like someone <laughs> someone here should be doing what they do you know like uh, <laughs> the actor should be acting or he should be playing basketball <laughs> <laughs> magic johnson has the most ridiculous twitter where he just kind of states facts and will be like Steph Curry's good at basketball or whatever. And you're like, yeah, no, duh, dude. He quit his position in the Lakers like front office because he said that he didn't want to be constrained by like what he can tweet. But then his tweets are just like, Lakers win the game by 12 points. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Somebody had to say it. Somebody yeah. had to. <laughs> like, uh, all right. He very rarely editorializes. He's yeah. just listing facts. I mean, and, and he's like always positive like he's not critical he's always just like oh yeah this person's a great player that team is really doing well or whatever yeah. you're like all right yeah congratulations to the milwaukee bucks for winning the championship <laughs> <laughs> the lakers won't let me say this but <laughs> <laughs> yeah finally <laughs> so i imagine that's what his talk show is it's just like really bland facts <laughs> it really i mean he was really just smiley you know because his thing is like He's just like charismatic and you just he's just likable but mm-hmm. but when there's there's not yeah there's not much to be said cuz he didn't he didn't do a desk and like couches it was stools and then uh, but then that's like that almost makes it seem like it's going to be a more intense interview or something like that <laughs> and, it, and it, it certainly wasn't at all um and he didn't I, I think they had him do a very short monologue, um, that, but but just like soft jokes. There weren't as much like you have to laugh at this punchline, but it was kind of like just like more welcomey. But mm. it didn't last very long. I feel like that was only a matter of weeks or a month. He's no Arsenio Hall, is what you're saying? Yeah, for, exactly. <laughs> we got we got to dig this up. We got to yeah. watch it. You all, I prepared a ton of Magic Hour-based oh. content for the next segment. Are you serious? What? Because the Magic Hour was canceled the week that this movie came what? out. How did we know? This is weird. I have no idea. There's a lot of coincidences happening That's true. in our lives right now. Last night, Agata and I were driving up 5 North, and all of a sudden... There's a big fire on the side of the road. Yeah. It was crazy. And the song, like in my car, changed, it like went to the next track. And the next track was called Smoke and Fire. (laughs) What? It it starts, it's by this band called The Cool Ghouls. It was crazy. And it just starts by saying, Smoke and Fire. And we're like, what the fuck (laughs) is happening right now? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You did, you did it on purpose. I swear to God, I was not controlling anything except for the car. I was driving the car. Actually. Yeah, you do have to steer and, and press the pedals. Yeah. And now this, this is crazy. Yeah, um, nuts. All right. We gotta, all right. Let's we move on. Them. Let's get into it. This week, we're watching a movie that was released on July 31st, 1998. Let's find out what was going on around this time in Previously on Basketball. Previously on ER. Basketball. Oh, ER. (laughs) Michael Jordan concludes his farewell season with the Bulls, leading them to their third straight NBA championship. The team will not make the playoffs again until 2005. Topping the box office for the second straight week is the Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, World War II epic Saving Private Ryan. Basketball comes in 12th place. (laughs) (laughs) 
Future Sun Center DeAndre Ayton is born in Nassau, Bahamas. Aww. Cute. President Clinton admits in a television address that he did, in fact, <laughs> have <laughs> sexual relations with that woman, oh Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies, one week, will spend one week at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 list. Magic Johnson's syndicated talk show, The Magic Hour, is canceled after eight weeks on the air. Eight weeks. <laughs> Let's see the intro. <laughs> cool. It's almost like an SNL style, like yeah. Clips of Los Angeles. Camera's moving around so fast. A basketball. <laughs> <laughs> The star of Arliss, Robert Wall. Oh my god. <laughs> Steve Harris. Singer Montel Jordan. Ooh, okay. Montel Jordan. Okay. Wow. Ever glamorous. <laughs> the basketball turned into a TV. There's so many people in the audience. What? Wow. There's like 200 people in that room. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. Let's. Uh, Let's take a look at a clip from the popular song of the week. <laughs> it's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I remember. remember this video at all. Me neither. I saw it many times on VH1. <laughs> nice. Look at these cool guys. <laughs> these rock star looking Gorgeous dudes. Gorgeous rock stars. <laughs> Aquaman. Oh. Um, not my favorite video. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not. It's not the top of my list. No, yeah. Um, th- what is the top of your list? Uh, Britney Spears Toxic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was great. Were you a big Bare Naked Ladies fan, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, we, it's understood that we're all Bare Naked Ladies fans, but like, yeah, to yeah, what yeah. extent, how big I was? <laughs> uh, no, I remember, I think I had a soft spot for uh, uh, New York Lotto commercials that said, uh, if I had a million dollars, if I had, I like that song. But yes. other than that, they, uh, I, I have trouble with a lot of rock bands trying to be funny because I, I want my comedy funny and my music cool. That's a cool quote. <laughs> is that yeah. why your band is just going for cool? Yeah, that's why, why my band is really cool. <laughs> really <laughs> Zero <serious>. jokes, only <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was just thinking, though, looking at that lead singer uh, of <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies, like, what a time to... The, the, I was like, the, the look of men... Just I was looking at Trey Parker in, in basketball and being yeah. like, you don't see a face like this as a movie star. He's not... He's just like kind of doughy and kind of sloppy. I don't, I don't know. But like then looking at bare naked ladies guys, it's like it was a good, it was a good time to be kind of a just a fleshy guy, <laughs> just like yeah. a normal dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did say to Anastasia that like I'm still attracted to Trey Parker in this, and I remember having a huge crush on him when I f- watched it when it first came out. I was a child. You know. I'm impressed with for a guy who's like known as like a he's an animation guy. He's very charismatic. And yeah, I mean, he's kind of a genius. So it's weird that he could just be acting in a dumb movie like the only time he really one of the only times he did it and, and still be good. It's very bizarre. Were, what kind of music were you listening to around 1998? Um, Sublime. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Uh, and who else was it? Probably like Green Day, Blink-182 mm-hmm. type of stuff mm-hmm. at that time. Little, but- little punk kid. Punk kid, but that it's funny because now I'm realizing those are silly bands and they were trying to be funny. So uh, maybe, I, I, but I was kind of like in this zone, uh, like um, I am, I cannot ride a skateboard and I've never been a skater, but for some reason this year I would have been like wearing like a, like a billabong shirt and mm-hmm. airwalks and like listening to skate punk music. Mm. Nice. I mean, just because it was cool. That was yeah. what was popular, right? Yeah, I definitely remember that. Uh, but it's funny to just like grandfather. Like I felt like I was just like like I liked Jackass and Tom Green and mm. stuff that was like kind of fucked up. So I kind of thought like, yeah, me and my friends are crazy. But it's like you have to at some point step on a skateboard and do something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited about the new Jackass movie? Oh, I'm so pumped! In fact, I rewatched every Jackass thing. Uh, this summer in preparation. And Amazing. Laughed, so did laughed we. Laughed my ass off. <laughs> yeah. Did you? We, we, we went to oh, um, Idlewild. Idlewild for my birthday and we ended up watching all the Jackass movies in a row. Oh my God. That's to so the fun. the horror of one of my friends who got so mad. She went and took a nap <laughs> and then came back and was like, I can't believe you're still watching this. <laughs> I like going up like into the beautiful mountains <laughs> to watch it. You know? <laughs> Just to like watch some guy staple his balls. Yeah, in like a Pennsylvania parking lot. <laughs> um, I went. I went as far as uh, I found some episodes of Viva La Bam. Ooh, uh, oh, and, I loved that show. And, yeah. and th- that was really. It's like more produced and more kind of uh, like a little bit more fake, but very funny and very likable. And there's there's a few episodes just on Vimeo. Like you can't stream it like for real anywhere, but mm-hmm. there's some free episodes on Vimeo and. Man, I had a blast watching that. I wonder why you can't stream it because you would think that yeah. right now would be the time to release that right. on like Paramount. Well, totally. maybe it's because of all the like drama with Bam. Yeah, there's drama with Bam. There's also that weird thing with MTV where like remember the state couldn't come out with their DVDs yes. for a long time because of music clearance. Yes, and MTV was like, yeah, load up the, your shows with all the pop songs of the day, and then you can't release them on video later. Right. Mm-hmm. I I think the only way the state ended up releasing their DVD was because they, out of their own pocket, hired musicians to create new music Wow! for mm. the show. And so when you watch the DVD now, it kind of, you're like, oh, this kind of sort of sounds like that popular song back in 1994. Weird. It's all like sound-alikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so I guess Bam would have to do that, and I'm sure he's not. He's got other things to worry about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, my favorite show in that universe was Wild Boys. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Party Boy. And then, I mean, it was like fun seeing them travel around the world, but then, you know, up to their same old hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> Getting their balls bit and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I always loved, uh, my favorite thing about Wild Boys was like their intros to a segment they were acting like they were like nature guys, like it's an educational show, but they didn't have anything. So it would be like, this here is the like Sahara tiger. It's the most dangerous tiger. And the, you don't want it to bite you. Like they didn't have, they were, it was clearly just about almost getting bit. <laughs> and and they, they didn't have like facts other than just like, we're going to like climb over this pit of alligators or whatever. 
Oh, I'm so excited. I need to rewatch that. Uh, but yeah, we were like kind of thinking about like renting out a theater for Jackass. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. To watch it because it, it would be the perfect one. Like if you got a big, big group of friends and watched on a big screen, it would be a blast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this movie. We've got okay. so much to talk about. <laughs> um. So we watched Basketball from 1998. Let's get into the movie. Let's all go to them. Let's all go to them. Anyway, let's go to the movie. Wow, we haven't heard that little Beautiful. sound drop in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. So the synopsis from IMDb is two childhood friends are pro athletes of a national sport called basketball, a hybrid of baseball and basketball. And must deal with a greedy businessman scheming against their team. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it stars Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Um, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but he's in a bunch of stuff. Diane Bacher? No, Diane Bacher? I don't know. Uh, Yasmin Bleeth. And Jenny McCarthy, Ernest Borgnine, and Robert Vaughn. They got some, like, big names in this, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, the cameos. <laughs> All the cameos from Bob Costas, Al Michaels, Reggie Jackson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Real Big Fish. <laughs> Speaking of bands I, around this time. I, I yeah. was a fan. That one, I, I like them. Same. <laughs> uh, they pop up several times, and it's very funny. Um, it was directed by David Zucker, who did Airplane, Top Secret, Naked Guns, one through three, a bunch of scary movies, just any goofball comedy, it seems like he was an expert in. And fun fact, basketball is credited with coming up the internet slang term derp. Wow. Not really a badge of honor. <laughs> <laughs> when did they say it? I didn't even remember. Yeah, I didn't it. hear yeah. it in there. Do, do you do remember? It, I? No, I mean it sounds like a tray thing, and I can think of South Park. Derps, yeah, but but uh, Gabe, do you remember it? I noticed it happening, but only because I had already found this fun fact <laughs> on Wikipedia. So I was looking for it. When did they but say But he it? does say derp at one point. Hmm. I can't remember. Oh, Gabe. Okay. Okay. That helps. <laughs> but it has been corroborated. We can trust this fun fact. Yeah. Gabe. We're not going to get into Wikipedia and delete that. No one's going to come after us. It didn't even make the closed captioning. He said it, but it didn't. Wow. Put the word on. So. That's that's crazy. So I have to say the opening of this movie is comedy gold. Yeah. It is hit joke, joke, joke. La like we were yeah. laughing. We laughed a lot. Nonstop. <laughs> the, You've never seen it before? I've never seen this movie before. And I I had seen it but I don't re I didn't remember anything. Actually, Tim <laughs> Why did you choose this movie? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, I this is just one. I haven't seen it uh, in forever, but when I didn't see it in theaters, but then I had it on DVD and I watched it a lot with my friends, and so it is like I was I was excited to have an excuse to rewatch it because it's it's one that like me and my friends quoted and it has been like canonized to me as like, Oh yes, that great comedy film. And, uh, and it's normally heartbreaking to rewatch re re 
some of your old favorite comedies and see how much they suck and how stupid yeah. I was or whatever. So I wanted to see how if this one passed the test. But I know the feeling of like, I mean, I watched Caddyshack with my wife recently. She had never seen it and she didn't laugh at all. No. And, and then it, it made me be like, wait a second, maybe maybe I don't like this now either. And it did take a lot of the fun. Like my like this office I'm in is like full of caddyshack shit and I'm gonna throw it all out now. Oh <laughs> we well that's what happens. We evolve. Yeah. I mean yeah. there Agata and I were talking about the fact that we love dumb shit. Like yeah. growing mm-hmm. up, I mean actually we've been talking about this a lot recently because we were both big fans of Ricky Gervais and now he's mm-hmm. done a bunch of schmucky stuff. Yeah. He sucks now, but like, we can't deny like, yeah, like we, the British office and extras sure. was like so impactful and like my entire life. But now I'm just like, that guy fucking sucks. And it like <laughs> formed our sense of humor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I didn't, so did he, uh, I agree hundred percent. And like, yeah, there's something as insane as the, the British office or extras. It's like, so 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 good i like fell off with ricky gervais just when he was like like i am an atheist but i don't want to hear ricky gervais be like yes. oh, i'm a little atheist <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I, I bailed on him so i'm not aware is he also like a bad guy and is there like no, the bad shit no that's mostly what it is like he's just an annoying guy who's known for like yeah. just trying to like prod people about like religion and well and i yeah. think he's just very full of himself which i also am an atheist but i'm like this is not I, you're not representing me no. dude yeah and i think his recent i don't know about his current show on netflix my dad loves it i haven't watched it yet i think it's called afterlife or something like that the gate mm-hmm. is nodding yes but he had two shows before that one called Derek, where he plays a man with disabilities mm-hmm. uh-huh. like uh yeah and then another one with warwick davis that i was like half the jokes are making fun of the fact that he's a little person okay. and yeah. i'm like i don't know if you know not for me not for me <laughs> i hated the movie uh, the invention of lying did you see mm. that yes. yeah yeah it was just it was trying to be real grand but i I could see how it would fuck with your head if you if you make the office and you're kind of the first person that was like oh i took like the mundane like like the feeling of like how brutal life is to just like waste your life in a dumb job i'm the first person that like brought that to the masses and everybody loved me for it Mm -hmm. and then i like kind of like extras isn't as big but i will say it influenced comedy don't you think like the the yeah. argument style of of extras? hundred percent. I I feel like Apatow and everybody like kind of yes. for ten years was doing that type of bickering. So it's like if you've done huge things twice, you're probably just like, well, like now I have to like be God. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you you get you get grander and grand. You're not just going to yeah. try to make a funny movie. It has to be like a movie that changes like how people feel about the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that mess with his head quite a bit yeah maybe it's just a case study of like what happens after fame yeah like a certain kind of personality right that's why we got to make a pact to not get famous okay we don't want we're holding you to this tim you know what we we're on the verge yeah we're right about to be so i'm gonna reel it back a little bit i I feel like i'm saving you pulling you right before you go over that ledge we were just about to be on kathy and hoda tomorrow morning (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the pinnacle. I'm calling them right oh, now. It's to amazing cancel. that Kathy is back on that show. <laughs> she was going to come back just for us. Wow. <laughs> Who is it now? Uh, I have um, no idea. <laughs> I think it's actually Jenna Bush. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I really don't keep Oof. up with that. Hoda. With the t- <laughs> you really should. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> oh. Imagine if you tuned in and it was like amazing and Jenna Bush is so good. <laughs> oh, that seems unlikely. Sorry to say, but. <laughs> Sorry, Jenna. No. Um, I, uh, 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 Hoda rules though. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for stopping us from becoming famous. Yeah. Uh, no, my pleasure. And if we see you blowing up, we're going to be, you know, in your inbox. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my, my movie was about to come out tonight, but I just got this DM. Uh. <laughs> Stop the release. <laughs> so the opening of Basketball is this kind of summary of everything that's wrong with professional sports. And I definitely did not appreciate it the first time I watched it. Now I'm like, I get the joke. Well, that's the thing is like, if you're not into sports, maybe some of that stuff is just like, yeah, whatever. But we were just like laughing nonstop. And there was a part where they were, the narrator was talking about how teams move cities and it's like part of what's causing fans to drop off. And there was a quote that said, the jazz moved to Utah where they don't allow music. <laughs> <laughs> Just music, not even jazz, but music. <laughs> music in general. <laughs> and it was like, the Raiders moved from Oakland to LA and back to Oakland again. No one in LA noticed. It was just like <laughs> a bunch of jokes like that. And it was yeah. like, it was funny. Rapid fire. Yeah. So funny. I also love, yeah, this movie has jokes, like lots of hard jokes in it. And then I also just love the audacity to like that, you know, you make a a movie about a couple slacker dudes doing a a silly plot and then you're like, oh, we have to justify it. You know, and every movie is like, oh, his dad wanted to to do it or or his dad said he couldn't (laughs) do it. And usually it's like this half-assed, like, whatever, you just have to root it in something. So I love that this sports movie that David Zucker is like, um, I'm gonna. I'm going to make it like a harsh takedown of professional sports. <laughs> like in the first movie, a minute of the movie, it's like, like we all agree. Like look, like look how shitty all of this is, and it, it's pretty. I bet some people were like taken aback by that because if you don't really think about that stuff, you don't. But like, uh, it, it's written with some anger behind it. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. But it's also funny, you know, in typical Matt Stone and Trey Parker evenness they also (laughs) make fun of their own idyllic sports situation by saying that there's a there's a joke where someone i can't remember the situation but they're talking about how players should have salary caps and blah 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 and someone goes so they're indentured servants and they're like yeah 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 (laughs) and so they're kind of like making fun of both sides of this argument and they yeah it's it's not like preachy like they're saying it should go back to the good old days or whatever it's kind of like that was fucked up too so just who knows (laughs) yeah were you a south park fan i was a huge south park fan and i remember when i was a little kid (laughs) i don't know why anyone allowed me to do this but i there was something that that used to tour the united states called spike and mike's sick and twisted animation festival and me and my friends bought tickets to the Loft Theater in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> 
And we went and sat through a bunch of little animated shorts. And South Park was one of them. And this was like before it was on TV. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. I was into it. So then when I saw that they got a TV show, I was like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. And like watched it religiously from the get go. And then all these kids at school are doing Cartman impressions. And I'm like, oh, damn, you're ruining it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Tim? Were you into South Park? I loved all those kids in school doing the voice. Uh, that, that's, that's what got me into it. Um, uh, yes, I, that this first season. I mean, it was thrilling to when there's a cultural thing. I'm trying to think of other examples of that because because it's not just that it's good. Sh- I don't keep up with South Park now, but whenever I do, I'm like, yep, still funny. But um, just the fact that it was also like foul mouth cartoon is a big enough yeah. of a concept for all of America to be like curious about. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that first few weeks of that show, it was a phenomenon. And I, I watched it. I watched like the first few weeks, like the the episodes when they first aired. And then Comedy Central had like a weekend where it was like just reruns. They're like, it's the South Park sleepover. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends literally like had a sleepover so Amazing. that we could w- watch it. And, uh, and yeah, I've, I've, I felt like it was like the biggest thing that happened to us ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved it too. I was a big fan. It was like one of the only things that me and my dad would watch together besides the Simpsons. <laughs> Cause he, my dad, my dad's kind of an asshole and he like <laughs> refuses to, <laughs> he would be like, I'm not watching like kid shit. Like, no, I'm watching what I'm watching and you can just watch whatever it is that is on my TV. <laughs> so you're watching just like golf. Yeah. Not, I mean, it was mostly just like, horny movies or like action movies <laughs> indecent proposal <laughs> yeah baby agatas like <laughs> goo goo gaga um, big fan of michael douglas yeah so the simpsons and south park would be like the one thing that the that, that sounds stupid but the one thing that my family would like gather for <laughs> no I, I mean that's awesome and then I thought it was very funny. And then at some point I was just like, I feel like my humor has evolved away from this and I don't love the libertarianism of it all. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, living in LA and l- learning about how like grueling it is to make the show and how like inte- it's like SNL basically, but like and yeah. they the LA don't version. don't have to do that. Right. And I'm just that? like, oh, that's sucks like that is funny that yeah there's not a reason (laughs) i never really thought about that that it's like snl is a live show south park is just like oh we just do it this way (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. they just want it to be so like topical that it just needs to be like pushed out right away which just kind of a bummer yeah and that that the topicality honestly like doesn't do too much for me and it's funny it's like i definitely yeah i think that trey is a great writer and the you know, there's so many like great episodes where they like encapsulated a moment. But for the most part, if I ever do catch a couple episodes in a row, I like so much when that they know to like, if there's like a libertarian type theme or they're like being too political. And then like after two episodes of that, then there's just like a shit episode. I'm like so happy to just get a shit episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, that it's just like just a fun, dumb, evergreen thing. Yeah. And, like that's probably what like Ricky Ricky Gervais is not doing is like also right. remembering to like balance that out. But yeah. uh, I also don't yeah, I don't love when the show is like really trying to like teach me politics. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think like I was kind of expecting going back to watching this movie, I was like, I 
I feel like there's going to be like stuff like that that I didn't notice. But it, it actually surprised me. Like for the most part, I feel like a lot of the humor w- was like still very funny. Yeah. And there were definitely problematic bits. Like there was like yeah. a transphobic scene that was just like weird and, and, it, and out of nowhere. Like, they they hit all their racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to like find something like redeeming because I'm like watching it, and because I like the movie, you know, like I'm more prone to be the person who's like, it was a different time. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I was, be, uh, I was definitely cri- like, you're right. They checked every box, and mm-hmm. then the transphobic joke was like one of those ones where it's like, you can't. This is like the the only thing here. Like the premise is like that chick's a dude. Like like yeah. there's nothing. It's not like. There, there's something you could find in there that was like some, you know, it was it was a very lazy joke, and just honestly, just like even yeah. in just comedy fans probably back then would have been like, well, that's like the worst joke <laughs> yeah. in this movie. It's not funny. Yeah. The one thing I was liking, uh, or not not like liking, but that maybe felt a little forward thinking is with the there's so much like gay panic stuff in the '90s, and there's so many jokes that are like hinting that someone's gay, and and it and it isn't funny. Mm-hmm. I one thing I thought that was and this definitely had jokes like that that were were bummers, but I liked the jokes where Trey was the gay one where it was like um that he knew he knew Mr. October in the uh Chippendales yeah. calendar. <laughs> uh, or, or even that him and Ernest Ber- Borgnine had had like like a night a romantic night together or whatever. Like <laughs> I, I felt like in 1998, the, the gay panic thing to do would be like make fun of Squeak for being gay or something. Right. I, right. I kind of like that there was a subplot that just also Trey is gay. Yeah. But and they made it out at the end. He, then, then he denies it and they're like, oh, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, also, yeah, they they full on Matt Stone and Trey Parker full on make out. Mm hmm. And there's no reason for it. And they there's no shame or anything. They just make out yeah. and then it's done and that's it. I like that they do that in this climactic moment where like that has become like an SNL monologues and stuff. Like, you know, just very lazy. Th- or at UCB, it would be like, oh, if two dudes kiss, the crowd's going to like freak out. And that's such a, mm-hmm. a you know, a, a trick up your sleeve when you don't have ideas. But what I liked in basketball is they kiss in the climactic moment of a friendship plot. So it really is like the, the with this movie is like building to this moment and then they have a fight and then they apologize to each other and they kiss. So it's like it was like a friendship makeout. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, yeah. <laughs> kind of very funny. Which is something that we want. All, like yeah. Agata and I, when there's like basketball players who get you little know, tufts. Yeah, and then they make up or like kiss. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's like what we always want. <laughs> yeah, right. you know? you always have screaming to. it at the TV. You can't move on if you didn't kiss. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I think this movie is actually a really good study in how if you're not, uh, you know, making a joke at the expense of a group of people, it is funnier mm-hmm. if you're not yeah. doing that because there's really really good jokes in this and then you know something racist will happen mm-hmm. and you're like mm-hmm. oh that's a bummer and then they're followed by a really good joke that has that's just like out of nowhere you know kind of has nothing to do with anything and i agree and then when you snap out like you could be enjoying the movie and then one of the one of those racist jokes happen you're like okay so if that was like written by the writer and there's like four writers on this movie. So they all like that joke and the director liked it and the whole studio did it. It's like, it makes you, you're realizing like 
the the marginalized group that's being dunked on in that moment it's like oh they, they it never crossed their minds that this movie is for those people too they're not right. like making this this movie for all of america it was like this movie is for little white shitheads you know and <laughs> and, and that and, and as a little white shithead that bums me out if i'm like enjoying the movie right and then there's a racist joke i'm like oh am i like i don't want to be a part of this <laughs> right yeah i'm not one of you one, i'm not one of you guys like this i just like jokes <laughs> i'm a wonderful man <laughs> Like an example of something that made us laugh a lot is when they're still playing just in their driveway, they have shirts made up for their teams and the teams are called shirts and skins. <laughs> and, yeah. Like that's such a little detail and they don't yeah. address it really. And it's so funny. And it's like, that's the that's kind of stuff. I mean, another shirt joke that made me laugh out loud back in the day and again was, just like if you win the championship, you have championship hats and shirts. And then when you lose, you have loser hats. <laughs> yeah. in, you're in the, in the locker room sad and you have to put on hats that say loser. And a shirt that has a trophy crossed out on it. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. We that Actually, that whole scene where they lose the championship to the Dallas felons, which was also really funny, the, their name. But... There's so much happening in the background that's really funny. And then the guy interviewing the losing team, like all of the exchanges between them. At one point, he's like, I think it's Trey Parker that says, like, we really worked at a te- as a team and really, you know, brought it together to to lose this championship. Lose and this like, one, yeah. Just like all the tropes that people say. But like, yeah, he's funnier. saying all the the athlete, you know, interview. Yeah, we just jokes. couldn't get it done tonight. You know, <laughs> great group of guys. <laughs> also, going back to the sort of like what you were talking about, Tim, about how other movies would stay away from stuff because it's quote unquote gay, but in this movie, there's male nudity. There's like male butts in it mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, and while there are hot babes, none of them are nude. You know, they're wearing lingerie. <laughs> they're wearing lingerie. <laughs> the un the unspoken the giant dicks in the locker room is yes. so funny to me. That, <laughs> that they're, they're just like swinging around huge dicks, not ever actually called out, but just sort of noticed. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, essentially the bad guy slams down some photos onto a bench, and just in the background behind the bench, you just see long dicks hanging. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're moving around, the dicks are swinging and hitting stuff. And then when the bad guy leaves, he looks the dicks up and down. <laughs> and that's it. They don't they don't really mention it. No, that's so funny. Yeah. So anyways, very funny movie. Probably also very triggering. So content warning. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> but I we laughed a lot. You know? Yeah, I w- I laughed more than I expected. Yeah, me too. Well, actually, right as I press play, because we were talking about how I, I had never seen it, and Agata was like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think I'm going to like it. <laughs> I like, yeah. I love movies like this. And it also reminded me of, you know, plot-wise, reminded me of, like, the Chris Farley movies and the Adam Sandler movies mm-hmm. back then, where it's like, yeah, there's hot babes and they're doing dumb shit but at the same time there's like stupid jokes that i love mm-hmm. it, it really loaded up with jokes that's what i, I like noticed the most was just like i'm sure that because I, I the wikipedia page didn't really have much about the making of this movie but then i found i, I watched the beginning of a youtube video 
it was explaining production and I didn't get through all of it, but it was saying like this pre-exist, this was like a, a Zucker like wrote this with his writers and then wanted to cast unknowns and then cast uh, Trey and Matt like before South Park actually aired. Like it had, wow. it was coming out and they had, they were like the toast of the comedy underground. But um, I'm sure that Trey and Matt did like an uncredited pass on the script. They're mm-hmm. not like credited, but it does feel like it's getting both sensibilities in there. And that's why I liked it where it's like Trey and Matt are being so funny in their style. But plus like the jokes you're talking about in the newsreel type stuff at the beginning is like, I love comedy movies where it's not just like, okay, here's a movie and then that character is funny, but it's like this movie is being funny. You know, right, it's like if, right. if you, if you uh, watch the news, like, man, I laughed out loud when Ernest Borgnine dies and then in the news it's talking about his death and it's like, well, I guess time was just up for the old cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, so, so in this world, it's like that newscaster is weird and every, and their signs of the buildings are weird and yeah. everything and the shirts are weird. And it's just like the movie itself is goofing around. Yes. Yeah. There's so much background stuff and details. Mm. Also, I loved the unsolved mysteries portion of the movie where uh, Trey Parker's character goes missing and Robert Stack is in it, which is, I was such a huge unsolved mysteries fan growing up. And there's one part where he, he's like talking about how, any woman would be lucky to have this man and hold him and kiss him or whatever. It's like <laughs> it was so weird and funny. It adds a lot to have those real guys. I thought that too, like really having like, I mean, I guess we have can't, probably too many cameos now, but at the moment it was like really having Al Michaels and really having all, all these people lends like a, a funny kind of straight facedness to the comedy that we got the real yeah. broadcast. Like Kareem's part in it, which was <laughs> <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I love I love movies where the entire thing is fucking ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> like uh, Hot Rod. And like, oh yeah, right. or like the Naked Gun movies too. I mean, yes. I'm still a fan of those. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Absolutely. All right, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on to any last thoughts about the movie, Tim. Um, congratulations to the movie. It made me laugh. <laughs> 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 20 years later. And, and yeah, it, it was like, I watched this by myself and maybe got three LOLs laughed out loud in my home by myself. That never happens. <laughs> that's so that's, good. Nice. And I mean, I was kind of like smiling and enjoying the whole thing, but like I, I cracked up out loud three times. <laughs> it's hard to do. You didn't make your wife watch it? Uh, no. And she's never seen it. She came home like right at the end when I was finishing it up and didn't seem too interested. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, I know Gabe hated it. Any thought? Any other thoughts, Gabe? Yeah, I didn't enjoy watching the movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This was a negative uh, two hours of my life. There were a couple of things that made me chuckle. I will admit, but yeah, the the offensive jokes were bad, and also I just didn't. I didn't buy the game would be interesting to play or watch. <laughs> I said that yeah. I wanted to play it. We should play it. We should actually try to play it at some point. So, I think the game, I get, the, I think the Zucker brothers and their comedy gang played that game back in the eighties. And then this was like an inside joke with their group of friends led to it. But um, yeah, Gabe, that's funny. Cause I, I was also thinking that there's a weird, it's a strange premise for a movie. Cause it's like, 
we invented a fake sport. And then it's like, oh yeah, what if this was a fake sport? But like the sport itself isn't inherently funny, you know, like they're <laughs> goony dudes, but it kind of is just like, oh, it's our, it's our little take on horse and it's baseball rules. And it's like, maybe you like the game, maybe you don't, but it's not like a laughable premise for a game to play right. in your uh, driveway. So it's not like a comedy, like you have just have to load it up with a thousand weird jokes because the sport itself is like, whatever. Right. The psych out has to be the like ridiculous part. <laughs> and I did laugh at some of the psych outs. Some of them. Yeah. Some of like them were very funny. Squeak is wearing these like <laughs> scary Halloween masks and they don't work. <laughs> And then he yeah. takes the mask off and the guy's like, ah, just seeing his normal face. <laughs> I, a lot of squeak stuff made me laugh when he moves into their house and they have like a little dog bed for him. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, this sucks. But he's still like making up the blanket. Yeah. He's like, at least I'm part of the team. Uh, or yeah, when he's like, you guys, if you guys rip on me like 12 or 13 more times, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> All right. Um, I I had fun. Yeah. Thanks for suggesting this yeah. movie. I would have never watched it otherwise. Even though <laughs> I I watched their other movies. Like, oh yeah, I love Team America. Yeah, Team America, Cannibal the Musical. Like we used to quote that when I with my friend group growing up. And I forgot about that one. I, I, yeah, I, me too. I I feel like I saw that so long. I, I love Orgasmo, but I oh yeah, Orgasmo, Cannibal. Hmm. I grew up around a bunch of Mormon kids and we went and saw Orgasmo in the movie theater because they they wanted to see Mormons getting dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> is that part of Mormonism? I mean, well, no, they, the whole premise is it's a Mormon missionary who ends up becoming a porn star. Mm, right. So they were just, they were like punk kids who were like raised Mormon. Mm. I did see their play too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. They did... Um, uh, book of mormon book of mormon yeah i saw that and i didn't love it but i just think i'm not a play person <laughs> honestly <laughs> you hate live theater i don't th yeah i think i'm i don't have the attention span for it yeah maybe are there so i haven't seen book of mormon are there moments when like someone's singing a song and you're supposed to like think it's a good song you know like is yeah, it like I think so. yeah i think so oh, like maybe i think people listen to that soundtrack maybe it's maybe it's like that i it's more serious than i wanted it to be oh yeah it is more because i'm used to their stuff being so stupid yeah but they wrote it with a, a broadway guy yeah. um who i think went on to write like frozen or something wow but in cannibal the musical so i i like worked in museums for a long time and I'm really into art. And there's this famous artist that appears in Cannibal the Musical named Stan Brackage. And I read that they got him to be in their shitty early movie because he was their professor in college. Hmm. It's stuff like that where you're like, or like even in basketball, where how many cameos they got in there. You're just like, they must be charming dudes <laughs> to right. like convince these people to like, you yeah, know, there's something baby. going on there, and I think that there isn't there something about like George Clooney's Christmas card that like um, one of the things that like helped sell South Park was like I feel like there was a George Clooney vouch or something like that, and that that's what made they like kind of mm. opened it was the keys to Hollywood. It was like, hey, we're Clooney's friends. <laughs> 
Wow. I don't know. I don't know this story. I don't remember that. I forget it, but it's funny because I kind of hate George Clooney's smugness. So Uh I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that he has really good comedy taste or like shepherded people who ended up being very funny. Well, well I mean, they, he loves to put saran wrap on toilets. Yeah, he's a <laughs> <Yes>. prankster. <laughs> the ultimate joke. <laughs> it's so funny when piss gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, piss in the toilet, not funny. Piss all over the place, that's good. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next segment. Each week, we highlight our favorite comments made by the members of our Cutie Nation Discord. It's the Cutie Comment of the Week. <laughs> This week's comment is from CNED. Um, okay, it's a it's a photo of a car with a bunch of uh, I can't really read the the. So it's got a ton of bumper stickers. Yeah, and one is like the Lion King. It says, "Remember who you are." Inspirational. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay, I'm on board. But then right next to it, it says. If you're going to ride my ass, at least pull my hair. <laughs> no baby on board. I pull I out. I pull out. Huge uh-huh. dick on board. <laughs> There's a uh, jigsaw. Notice sticker. sexual harassment in this area will not be rewarded. However, it will be graded. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's what that says. There's just a middle finger sticker. Surrender the booty. Send nudes. There's, there's a the Rick and clown. <laughs> wow, there's a lot going on here. Florida license plate, of course. Of course. Um, and uh, Chris said that he's driving behind Tanner, who is another <laughs> member of our Discord, who would drive this car if we're, be- if we're all being honest. He's a bit of a Joker, Jigsaw kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> to know. all you virgins, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Caution, this this vehicle makes frequent stops at your mom's house. (laughs) If this is your car, please reach out to us. I would love to meet this person. (laughs) Absolutely. You got any bumper stickers on your car, Tim? I don't. And I love the idea that that just the concept of like, I'm going to make the back of my car funny. (laughs) It's like my car, you know, it's like I have car payments and I got insurance to pay in the ass. So I'm going to make the back of it really funny. Um, if you want to be eligible for cutie comment of the week, you have to join our cutie nation discord, sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash dunktown. $5 members also get early access to episodes as well as two bonus episodes per month. Wow. Tim, thank you so much for being here. What a treat. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, the sloppy boys podcast and, and we got the sloppy boys have, uh, our, our albums, three music albums streaming on Spotify and all those places. Wow, so much content awesome. for mm-hmm. the to yeah. entertain the masses. Yeah, that's Anas- what I do. Anastasia introduced me to the podcast, and I've been listening. It's very fun. You guys make a cocktail together. Uh, I have learned. I have to say, I I came for the laughs, but I've <laughs> learned so much about booze history and cocktails and stuff. Like, so you know, when I'm like hanging out with a friend and we're drinking cocktails together, I'll be like. <laughs> Uh, did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've turned you into like a very annoying, pretentious <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm annoying party guest now. <laughs> uh, no, that makes me happy because that's that's what my motive. I feel like maybe Jeff and Mike don't give a flying fuck about <laughs> learning about anything, 
but but for me that's how i get like amped up to do the show is mm-hmm. like i've always been like what are all those bottles what do they do at a bar and i want to uh, learn them so it's like this is my excuse to get to buy amaro <laughs> like i love that because you you like uh we're asking bartenders but they got sick of you eventually they were yeah, like, no, i'm I not just, gonna explain it, all the bottles they don't like to, to walk through each bottle one at a time <laughs> <laughs> and explain it and then i walk out of the bar without buying anything <laughs> Just get knowledge, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, It is a very fun show. Yeah, Um, everyone should listen. Yeah, and thanks again to our to our guest Tim, and thanks to all of the cutie listeners for coming on this journey with us. As always, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/Dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I'm on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town slash store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design. And thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description.